So why don't you guys, Chris, why don't you start with an intro because uh, Neil knows you <laughs> and then we can go to uh, the other guys. Okay, presumably it's a personal intro rather than the character intro. So yes. my name's Chris. So on Discord, I am CK2000 because I'm remarkably unimaginative at usernames. Um, I've known John since school, since the age of 11. And me, John, Neil, the other characters coming along later, um, we've been playing D&D together since probably age 14, I would guess, on and off. That doesn't mean we're any good at it, <laughs> but we're enthusiastic um, and we have a good time, so that's good. So I've known John on and off. I've worked with John for way too long, probably 13 years, I think it was in the end, yeah, um, yeah. et cetera. And now I'm based in Norfolk in the UK. Uh, John's obviously in New Jersey, uh, and that's probably enough about me, really. I'm a computer programmer by training, although I haven't done any of that for a while, but that probably gives an insight into my mindset, which is kind of problematic and logical. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. Guys, do you want to go through an intro yourselves? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm assuming Steve is probably eating if, if I read his message. So I'm Stuart. Um, I met John and Steve through a game that I started running. It's over a year ago now, isn't it? The uh, Rollmaster game. Yeah. So I've been basically, I suppose, like everybody here, been playing D and D for probably, gosh, the best part of thirty years. Uh, I say best part. Wife says something different, but best part of thirty years, I guess. Um, Rollmaster, I have to admit, is probably my favourite of all the various systems out there but uh yeah so um i've been a long time fan of middle earth basically thanks to iron crown enterprises middle earth stuff um so i pretty much got everything that they've released i've been playing fantasy grounds i think pretty much since it first came out so i was helped um i don't know if you guys go back that long with fantasy grounds but originally it was uh, run by two finnish guys um and i was one of the first sort of people to start playing fantasy grounds and i worked with a program or rather a company which no longer exists now called digital adventures and we put out a couple of the first sort of generation rule sets of which um rollmaster is is one um so yeah i'm a teacher based in Wisbeach. Uh -huh. um so not too far away uh steve is also sort of not too far away either not that we've ever met in person god forbid that should ever happen might, might happen uh, soon People who pretend to be elves, you know, meeting up in person, it's just not going to work out for any of us. <laughs> I, I, like, I like to dress up as a drow elf, actually. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, I, I work at Wisbeach Grammar School. It's where I was earlier today. I'm also, so I'm a biology teacher by training. Um, I did spend some time in America. Um, I was a research scientist at Cornell University and I, before then the CDC in atlanta but i saw the wisdom of ways uh became a teacher uh still wish i was back in america working um but hey uh can't have everything and that's me brilliant i guess I you have one, need, you I have one question sorry i have one question which is a really easy one is it stuart ew or stuart ua it's ua brilliant i guessed correctly steve do you want to go through a quick intro personal intro yeah, hello. I am uh, actually. What am I on Discord? Um, I am Wolf Shield. Wolf Shield. Okay, Wolf Shield. Um, based off my surname, which is Randall, which means Rand Wolf, which is Shield Wolf. Um, 
and also a company I run is called Woodshield Woodshield Games. Um, however, my actual real job is a teacher, computer science teacher, um, in Norfolk. So there's <laughs> three of us in Norfolk. Oh, okay. Um, I'm Ash Wickenway, and but I teach in a, 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 a challenging school in Swaffham. Um, oh, blimey! Is... You're not far away at all then. Yeah. So um, and that's that's what I do. Um, I sh should say I'm a part-time. Uh, application developer that would denote actually that I'd be making money but uh, the app at the moment only has <laughs> just under 300 downloads and only 15 unlocks so uh, it's got a long way to go but it's not finished yet but we're, we're, we're getting there um, yeah so I think prior to being a teacher I worked for IBM and then as a tech sales and before that as desk side support and then before that um, as first line support um, on an expert help desk and before that as a tech se a technical manager and then before that customer service manager and before that a salesperson and before that a programmer um so but a programmer in 1991 when everything was really really boring and vme and uh, for, yeah. for a company called icl who are now fujitsu um, well i think i think you uh, sorry steve you worked at icl when my brother-in-law worked there oh, really? early night Early nineties, yeah, I think so. He was in account management. Yeah, um, yes, I was part of a. I was third line support programming, but they gave us all the shitty jobs. So that was my year out in university. So I thought I, I can't do this. This is I'm not going to do this for the rest of my life. So I um graduated and uh, managed a laser gun centre for a while, <laughs> and then realised this is not really a, a great career choice. So went back and got on the rung and all the way back up. Um, game wise, uh, I'm a bit like uh, I suppose Stuart really. In fact that. Weirdly, we didn't really play D and D. Somebody brought home uh, Goblin Gate, the Merp module, and said, "This is this role playing. Let's play this role playing." So, okay, let's play this role playing, and uh, then went, "Hang on, these rules? What do you mean rules? Oh God!" That's so right. I said, "Don't worry, I'll go. I'll go and get rules, lads. Don't worry." So I came back with Warhammer Fantasy Battle, <laughs> <laughs> and everybody went, "What? Hang on, this isn't how it is." So we 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 started getting miniatures. We had this friend. Um, who uh, was a bit of a dodgy person. In fact, he's in prison now um, for robbing a, uh, a, a petrol station with, I kid you not, a banana stuffed in a, in a Coke bucket. <laughs> um, but he, he's, he stole loads of miniatures and we didn't know any better, so we'd buy them off him for a pound. For a, so we built our armies up that way and started trying to role play through Fantasy Battle until somebody, somebody saw the, 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 the four uh, word, uh, letters M-E-R-P went, Merp? Oh, hang on, there's a red book that does that. So we bought that and we started with Merp, then got some of the Rollmaster stuff because we wanted some of the, the cool weapons and, and things like that, and then bought some RuneQuest and, uh, and then somebody got Warhammer um, and we played a bit like that, but we kind of D&D passed us by weirdly. So mm. I only played D&D at 3.5, just I bought it really uh, out of interest and then played it with my daughters at the time to try and get them into to role-playing and now my middle kid is mad into... Uh, to D and D three point five, um, but I've not really played it at all, so I'm kind of a, a newbie. Fantasy Grey Grounds exposure. Been playing Stuart's excellent campaign um, for uh, just over a year, and prior to that was another campaign, which is a Rollmaster campaign, which that went for about two years, and that's about my Fantasy Ground exposure, and that's me. Thanks, guys. Um, no pressure here. This is uh, an extremely capable and experienced set of role players. Um, thoroughly yeah. enjoyed Stuart, Stuart's GMing and playing with Steve in the Rollmaster campaign. It's, I don't think I've ever played in a more plot-rich campaign setting than, than that, and it's just a privilege to play in it. Every, every session is great fun. So 
Um, got, a, got a lot to, very large shoes to try and fill to do that. Merp, Merp, for obvious reasons, is a very high bar. Every single fancy role player I know knows Middle Earth really well and has their, they're probably their own slightly different view of what Middle Earth is like. So my aim here is really collectively to try and create a Middle Earth that we're all comfortable playing in, really. Um, the 5e rule set, I, I actually think, takes a little bit of a backseat in the Adventures in Middle Earth setting. Um, it's not magic rich like 5e. Um, I know know you guys well. So the, the kind of min-max playing styles that many of the players, other players in other sims I play with, you tend to be a little younger if I'm on. Um, you guys don't tend to play. So I think you enjoy character creation, story creation. Um, and a combination of problem solving, bit of combat, travel, exploration, solving things, and investigation, those kind of things. So it's a little bit more yeah. rich. Um, I'm going to be. I can't speak for Stuart, John. Sorry to interrupt you, but um, I think because we've played so long, you've, I, I did go through the min maxing times, and I think now I've come, come through the other side. You don't really mind even sort of thinking, do you know what? That'd be a cool way for my character to die. And you know, I never, as a, as a teenager in, in my early 20s, I'd have never have thought like that. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree. And having a heroic death can be really good. And um, the last... I'm not bloody looking to die. We've travelled bloody miles to get here. I'm not dying. <laughs> we all got to die sometime, son. Oh, sorry, man. <laughs> so, uh, Welsh then, did you? I challenged, I challenged, uh, I challenged the guys to come up with it with an accent. So, so uh, I know Steve used to live in Northern Ireland for a while. So, uh, that's a fantastic Northern Irish accent, Steve. And uh, we've got a bit of West West Country there from Album Freedom, which will work really well. Yeah, um, I, I can say I'll stick to it. I mean, I think it will slide. There's probably some Scottish and probably some Welsh back to some English. So, but it is in in Monin's defence, he has moved around quite a lot, so that's why he's got a bit of a weird accent. <laughs> <laughs> right. Very nice. So, um, let me just take you through the Fancy Grounds setup. Um, Steve, have you played any five year at all on Fancy Grounds yet? I have not. Sorry, you've not. Okay, so I, I'll go through some basics. It's essentially very little different, but slightly more rich feature set than the Rollmaster one you're used to. Um, so unlike Rollmaster, your combat tracker, you can have them open all the time and you control that. So pop right-hand corner of your screen, the cross swords, click on that, and that will open your combat tracker. Um, and so you can see your own character there and the other party members. Up there as well, there is a party sheet, which is the little symbol with an I and then three people together. So the difference between the combat track and the party sheet is a bit self-explanatory. The combat track attracts combat, and the party sheet is a summary of the party. It's also got party-level infantry. Um, you can stick your marching order on there, and it's also a place where you can look at uh, all of the experience party members. Um, uh, it's a kind of summary of, uh, of everyone and how everyone's doing. Um, in terms of the way I've adapted Fancy Grounds a little bit, so I've got a background on there right now, which is just the Wildland map. Um, I can change that depending on where you are, uh, which might well do if you kind of travel far and abroad. Um, each of your languages, I've built the module to incorporate some Middle Earth font uh, and all the language choices are available to you to 
that you can listen to um, in the chat window at the bottom left. So, Steve, I'm not sure if that is part of Rollmaster. I don't think it is, but yeah, perfect. So, um, Stuart's just demonstrated that with Westron as an option, but you can do Dwarvish or Kustal as well. As, uh, and if so, it enables me if I'm speaking in, um, if, if a character is speaking in a separate language that one of you understands, that'll automatically translate it for you, but not for anyone else. Um, what I probably do is go into the breakout audio. If that's the case, it's a lot quicker than typing. And I've set up a set audio channel in Discord to do that if you need to. Um, Right, I will share the map. What I what I think is very atmospheric about um, Merp in general is the maps. And the original maps Tolkien did were phenomenal and pretty much iconic. Now everyone knows what they are. I will share those with you now. Um, okay. It's a little, it's quite large as a map um, in terms of size and scale. Um, but it's... Should be big enough. Uh, should be small enough for you guys to navigate around fairly easily. Um, in the very recent release of Fancy Grounds, you can actually maximize this and almost use it as a desktop and still scroll around on it if you want to. Um, and to do that, it's top right. There's an arrow upright symbol. Uh, if you can maximize that, and you can minimize it again and close it. Um, you'll see a number of green pins on the map. Any one of those, you can mouse over and and see a little bit of the detail about that. There's loads of pins here un that are covered up and hidden from you guys at the moment. You haven't discovered them. Um, and as you adventure, you'll discover more locations. Um, these locations, basically, they're for me and you. So I've got some basic information on the location. Um, you can add to it if you want. You can even add NPCs if you meet various people to those locations. Um, uh, so... If you want to just click on a pin and, and check what opens, if, it, if nothing does open, you probably need to open a module to enable it. Um, but I think I've got all of your home locations uh, from where you grew up. Um, so, Stuart, you're in Crofters Vale, which is just north of the crossroads with the Andrew River. Yeah. Uh, Woodman Town is... On the on the river that goes to the very large lake um, on the western eaves, uh, Traitor's Hill, Chris, is yes. outskirts of the forest. Um, and I think, yeah, I've added Esgroth, Dale, and Erebor on there as well, Franduin's Halls. So you can see some of the major locations that you would have been familiar with. I believe I've added all these as well to Obsidian Portal right now. And in my view, the main weakness from Fancy Grounds is you can only access this kind of information when the server's up so when i'm offline or you guys just want to check on something that really what did you best for this is probably great for in-game but it's not really good in-game um so my aim is to replicate and just like you're doing Stuart, the the information that we're sharing in the campaign on obsidian portal afterwards um and so you can you can uh, check on that as well um the only other add-ins I've got to Fancy Grounds are a few very simple ones for, one is for basically handedness, and there's a way of automatically capturing um, your weapon fighting style that was an add-in. So if you open your character sheet and click on the action tab, you'll see there um, a hand symbol um, against any of your weapons. Yeah. 
got equipped. Um, if you click on that, you can choose between two-handed, uh, off-hand use or one-handed use. And what that does is it automatically applies the relevant modifiers to that. At the moment, I've unlocked this. I can lock it so it only enables you to, uh, it limits your use to, for example, a two-handed weapon to only weapons with a two-handed characteristic. At the moment, it's unlocked. It's purely if any of you choose basically a dual wielder feat, um, yeah. you'll uh, be able to actually use it uh, and have two non-light weapons there. But um, pretty self-explanatory. You can actually then have a hand axe in primary hand and an offhand if you want, or a dagger and an offhand, and apply the modifiers to that. Um, and the only other things I've added in there is a there's a calendar app, so I can store real time calendar information, and I've got a weather app here as well. So in here, so. It, Someone, someone, I think who's doing a PhD developed an entire weather system based on Middle Earth longitude and latitude, which is what someone's based this weather application on for for this. So, at least it'll be accurate. I'm hoping so. That's um, yeah, it is indeed, isn't it? So the um, the other thing I did is I updated the player's guide mainly to include the this is the one I put together, but to include the information on encumbrance. Um, you basically don't really need to worry too much about encumbrance until you're very heavily encumbered. So even at heavy encumbrance, all that impact is if you dash, your second movement rate is reduced by 10 feet. So Stuart, in 5e D&D, &D, I'll go through the basics of this when we, when we kind of start playing, but we, when you're in an encounter situation, you've got a limited choice of things you can do. You can basically take one action, which is something like hacking, one move, um, a bonus action and a free action. And there is also something called a reaction you can take between your, your turns, depending on what happens. But those are only the five things you can do in 5e. It's very well put together, I think. It's quite precise. Um, if you want to use an action to basically move twice, you can do that. It's basically like running. Um, and the only impact of encumbrance, of a heavy encumbrance, is that it reduces that running part of that movement by 10 feet. So for you as a dwarf, moaning your basic movement rate is 25 feet. That means that you take a normal move, you can move 25 feet, even if you're encumbered. If you dash, you move another 25 feet. If you're encumbered, that only basically goes down to 15 feet. So that's really the, the one thing that's going to have a, a slight impact on you. Becoming heavily encumbered is more punitive. You get penalties to hit for, uh, for skill checks and those kind of things if you are heavily encumbered. So I'd recommend not getting into that situation. Um, uh, but I just put that information in the player's guide. Um, a couple of neat tricks in Fancy Grounds I'll share with you that someone taught me when I first started playing. If you look on the bottom of the screen, there's a number of brown boxes numbered 1 to 12. Um, if you hit Shift, Control, or Alt, you can see that they change to S, C, and A, well, 1 through 12. Each of these are basically shortcuts. So anything that's basically drag and droppable in Fancy Grounds, you can put on there as a shortcut. So, for example, that player wilderness map that I just shared with you, you can drag that into one of those boxes and then always have it ready available. Um, I tend to, for every campaign I play in, the initiative role, which appears on your character sheet, uh, on the front page under init, that's it. 
if you drag that to a shortcut, I normally drag it to F1. So as soon as the GM says roll initiative, I just hit F1 and it automatically rolls it. It's a lot easier than finding the right place in your character sheet. And similarly, I normally, for F2, I drag the, on the um, combat tracker, the next actor or next uh, player shortcut to F2. So basically, once you've finished your round, you hit F2, automatically goes on to the next player without you needing to remember to click that. So, But again, use it as you want. It was a, a, a neat a neat concept that someone set up for me. Um, and there are 48 total you can fill. So fill your boots. You can put as many shortcuts in there. Um, hey, Neil, welcome. Just uh, going through some some uh, ground rules and some information on Fancy Grounds. Um, Steve's not used Fancy Grounds for 5e before, so I'm just going through that in a little bit of detail. Okay, so when once Neil's, uh, Neil's connecting right now, I'll let him introduce yourself. Neil, do you want to just give, go through a quick personal intro about you, and then I'll just ask Stephen Stewart to introduce themselves. Um, I think between us, we must have, I was working this out, probably in excess of 100 years role-playing experience. So uh, that's one of the most uh, seasoned, should we say, uh, experience groups I've played with, which will be a real pleasure. So Neil, do you want to just introduce yourself? Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm Neil. I'm a friend of John and Chris's from school, and we've been playing D&D since I don't know, third year, secondary school, 13, whatever. Yeah. The end. <laughs> that was briefer than the Neil, other one. Neil was, my, Neil was my first exposure to, to D&D, &D, um, and I, hadn't, I, I was expecting a board game, and one of those sort of, I think it was like, I was at 13 when Neil introduced it to me. Um, and then Neil was GM in a campaign that Chris and I played in for probably until college, a little bit during college as well as the increment. So, was my formative years, but that was AD and D at the time. A little bit of Merc we played. Excellent. Um, so so Norfolk. Yeah. Yes. Stuart's located in Wisbeach. Beach. I know. Um, my condolences. Stephen, <laughs> Stephen yes, Swatham. Neil uh, and Chris and I all started playing in Norfolk. Although Chris moved back to Norfolk, Neil, you're in Harvardshire now, aren't you? Um, the irony, we could have been playing like five miles apart and not known it back in the 80s. Well, I, I moved to Norfolk in uh, just the end of July, and I moved from Harfordshire. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, that's right. You were near, um, was it near Royston before? Yeah, so um, I lived for many years in the wonderful town of Stevenage, and then moved to, uh, um, on the Beds border, so a place called Stockfold, which is quite near Bulldog. Oh, Stockfold, yes. I used to live in Sandy, so I know that. That's where my daughter lives. All right, Hitchin, yeah. Well, that's yeah. where the half lived, was Hitchin. <laughs> it's all too small, this world. <laughs> that's very strange. And um, yeah, I, uh, my, my daughter now, her boyfriend comes from just south of Wisby. So uh, it's all going full circle. It's very strange. <laughs> Finlander. Oh, um, yeah, it's a small world. Um, as I was saying, Neil, um, you're relatively familiar with Fancy Grounds and played 5e with it a little bit before, so I was just going through a little bit of the details on shortcuts and stuff. Um, but what we'll do is we can get into the um, into the character introductions in a bit. Um, this is uh, my aim for this campaign is really to create a a Middle Earth collectively that we'll really enjoy playing in. It's a it's a I played Merp a lot before tried D&D in Middle-earth, which hadn't worked before. I think this rule set is much more amenable to it, sort of add on to 5e. And the 5e takes quite a lot of a backseat in this, but we'll just kind of see how it goes. Um, 
everyone's got their own views on Middle Earth, so it's really it's probably a lot easier to cock up Middle Earth than it is to actually play it really well and enjoy it. And I'm hoping with a lot of your experience with Middle Earth and knowledge of Middle Earth, we can make this a, a fun a fun time to play. 